0: Hi guys, um, welcome to episode 7 of season 2 of Book Recap. Um, this week we are joined with Kit from the sports section, Amy from the travel section and we have a special-ish guest of Alex from committee who is our lovely print editor. Um, so today we are talking about um, travel and the lifting of restrictions and everything getting hopefully a bit more back to normal. Um, we'll try and stay as positive as we can, we don't want this to be a misery podcast of any sort. So I think I'll hand over to Kit from Spore.
1: Yeah, thanks Daisy. And I'll just say um, it was about this time last year that I was on the Brick recap for the first time. So March 2020, what do we think about there? Start of the pandemic. So nice to be back on when we're hopefully moving out of it rather than moving into it as we were then, even though probably didn't quite realize how long it was going to be back this time last year. But in terms of sport and moving out of the pandemic, it's kind of there's just some dates which need to be hit in terms of reopening outdoor sports facilities first, then gyms reopening. And then you start to see the professional game being impacted with stuff like fans returning at first in just kind of limited capacity and then eventually full stadiums, which is all what we want to see again. So yeah you've got all the dates which the government have set out 29th of march 12th of april and then 21st of june when we're all looking forward to in terms of those like the big ones to watch out for both in terms of sport for recreational and then just enjoyment and then professional sport as well so yeah all the signs are that that sport is as we knew it kind of before last year are coming back which is great um But just in terms of looking back at the pandemic, as we we hope we are now, we kind of can take stock of it as a whole, moving out of it, we hope, just there are definitely some things we can take as positives from the last 12 months. For example, there's been such an emphasis on looking after your mental health, looking after your well-being in the last 12 months, and I think what's really pleased me to see is that so many people have seen that sport and just exercise is a really useful way of looking after your mental health and well-being so I just mentioned that to kick off there are definitely some things that we can remember from the pandemic as as positive lessons and that can kind of make us look after ourselves in the future.
0: I hope the phrase kick off was a pun for the sports section otherwise I'll be very disappointed. Um, I think as well look I don't know about you guys but I think sport or exercise over lockdown has definitely been like a sort of make do with what you've got a lot of people have been like using their local areas or their local walking trails and stuff like that um right this is an odd question but do you think in a way kit like sport has improved everyone's no sorry not sport the coronavirus pandemic has like improved everyone's like individual experiences with sport um do you think people are like more excited to be getting you know will we see numbers increased at like um, attendance games, stuff like that
1: first of all it wasn't a pun but clearly I've just got that natural kind of comedic gift so I'll take the accidental compliment um, I think kind of in terms of just getting exercise and playing a bit of sport I think as I say people have really valued that whether it's just like at the moment in lockdown it's still kind of just going for a run or or doing a little bit of exercise of your housemate, or whatever it might be. It's very kind of simple stuff at the moment. But I think people are really valuing what sport and exercise can do, both obviously if you're physical health, but for the mental side of things as well. And then I think it's also for kind of more hardcore sports fans, I guess, is, which I definitely am. It's kind of made us appreciate kind of what we had before March 2020, just taking the grant stuff like being able to, go to a game just enjoy it with a m- massive group of people or even just go to the pub and watch a game with your mates stuff like that I think it was so normalized before the pandemic that kind of coming out of it now having a year pretty much of not being able to do any of that people are going to be so excited and just so grateful to have that back so yeah there's definitely things that have improved in terms of people's relationship with sport during the pandemic and then things that people won't take for granted anymore in the future.
2: What do you think the future looks like for big international events because I mean I don't know if this is contra- opinion, controversial opinion but my favourite events are definitely the Olympics and the World Cup and I, I think it's just mad that the World Cup's meant to be next year because I still feel like mentally in 2018 Um, And obviously, Birmingham is going to be doing the Commonwealth Games. What's the future looking like for those events, would you say?
1: Yeah, I think for the most part, they will come back eventually as we knew them before. I think the Olympics will come too soon this summer in terms of like just just there being no restrictions. They're being exactly like any other Olympics. I think what people are starting to realise is just how much of a logistical challenge events like the World Cup and even the Commonwealth Games, but especially the, Olympic, the Olympics are, because the Olympics is every single country, fans from everywhere, staff from everywhere, athletes from everywhere, obviously. So in terms of this summer, I think the Olympics will go ahead from the stuff I've read, but maybe with reduced capacities, um, maybe there'll be slightly fewer events they might just have to get rid of, although that would be very controversial. But I think in the long run, once the whole world starts to get vaccinated and restrictions start to be lifted globally, we will go back to stuff like the World Cup and you'll have packed stadiums and people from all over the world cheering. And as I keep saying, I think it's something that people are really keen to get back to and people have really seen the value of sport in the pandemic. So I think once it's safe to do so, I think they will come back. I definitely don't think this is the end of those kind of mass events that we all love
0: speaking of traveling around the world let's go over to amy from the travel section hi uh, yeah so i
3: think just i feel like everybody feels a lot more positive about this year especially the end of this year when it comes to travel um i know i'm really excited to be able to get on a plane or a train or something and just see somewhere that isn't my garden. But um, no, I think it's, I do think that the pandemic has been really good in the sense that I feel like we're all becoming a bit more aware of like sustainability in regards to travel because I know I didn't really pay much attention to it or I just, and I feel like I maybe took for granted those times I did get on a plane and go somewhere. And I think like with Red Brick Travel, we've really been able to widen breadth of what we consider a good travel article. We've spoken about so many things like how a lack of tourism and travel has impacted conservation efforts and things and I think we've really made the most of it and I think everybody's made the most of such a crazy 12 months Um, and I'm really excited to see all the opportunities we're now going to have and I think everybody's going to have, like Kit said, I think everybody's going to have a greater appreciation For when we can go to sports or when we can go on holiday. But I think it's been really great also, especially last summer. I think people paid more attention and stopped taking for granted like staycations. There's nothing wrong with going to Cornwall for a week. You don't always have to go to the south of France. Cornwall is perfect for a holiday. And so I hope that still continues and I hope people don't just get on planes and boats and trains as soon as they can. I hope people stay and really realise that you can still have a really fantastic holiday in Britain. You don't have to go abroad all the time because I think that's really important. But no, I am looking forward to it. I feel like I have to be a bit realistic. I'm not sure how soon holidays are gonna go ahead because other countries are significantly slower, it seems, than us on the vaccine take-up. We've done really well with that. But soon, soon, we will all be able to go on our dream holidays again,
2: hopefully. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think that the situation's kind of alerted a lot of people to just their levels of privilege, that we believe that a holiday abroad is like an actual right. I mean, even from my, from my parents' generation, my parents didn't leave the country. Well, my dad didn't leave the country till he was 18 or so. Whereas from our generation, and especially from, you know, more privileged students were used to having like one two holidays abroad a year I mean I went to Wales last year and it's actually really nice I went with my friends and I think it's probably better than a holiday abroad because there were no arguments over language difficulties or passports or you know just like the kind of stress you get on like a holiday in Napa or Ibiza or something like that so yeah I think that there's reasons to be optimistic about travel I mean maybe a holiday abroad this summer is a bit bit far-fetched but I think Alex will explain to us sort of an overview of what the guidelines are looking like at the moment and whether you should be booking club nights at Circo Monday or not.
4: Uh, thanks um, yeah you're, you're not entirely wrong to suggest that abroad holidays are a bit far-fetched however there are certain countries where and a broad holiday will be entirely possible very soon. Um, First and foremost, I think Greece will be a very realistic destination for many UK travellers. Obviously they've got a much smaller population per island and at the moment their vaccine rollout is targeting those tourist heavy islands um, in order to get them open. Because obviously a lot of these European countries do depend on mainly British tourism. And uh, I think, as you just mentioned, um, you've got Napa, um, which is very much a, a British tourist hotspot, Ibiza is another one, um, but then mainland Spain, mainland Greece, southern France. Um, these are areas that are gonna, gonna need the tourism. Um, so I wouldn't rule out an abroad holiday, just not to every single uh, destination that we would normally go to, just certain ones that are able to get that vaccine roll out. Um, on the dates and how the roadmap is looking, um, no abroad holiday will be allowed um, until the 17th of May at the earliest. Um, domestic holidays from the 12th of April Um, and uh, as Amy said there is nothing wrong with a domestic holiday and I think that's a very sensible option that people should be looking at this year Um, but don't go booking just yet Um, there is no immediate rush um, to be booking abroad holidays, domestic holidays if you can, if there's a good good deal and you've got a decent um, uh, cancellation policy should the worst happen, by all means go for it um, I've got tickets for a festival this year, however my excuse is, um, I've had them since the year it was cancelled um, and I forgot to refund, um, so I'm hoping that will go ahead this year. Um, so I am optimistic um, going forward regarding how fast we can um, open up again. I've got my vaccination on um, Wednesday, uh, thanks to being um, uh, wheezy, thanks to asthma, and um, so I, I am optimistic that things will be open a lot sooner than they possibly were um, in 2020. Um, however, my, my one concern is at the moment is how possibly how slowly that the rollout, um, not the rollout, the uh, roadmap will be um, enacted on uh, in comparison to case rates. Because today we've had uh, 65 deaths, unfortunate, um, but a significant drop than we have seen in recent weeks. Um, we're no longer in the territory of a thousand a day, we're not even in a hundred a day at the moment, and if that continues to drop, there will be pressure on the government to ease these restrictions quicker than they promised, because obviously it's at five-week intervals at the moment, so uh, that will be a long time for certain sectors, my sector in particular in hospitality, Um, the five-week gap between the uh, 17th of April and, sorry, the 12th of April and the 17th of May is a long time. Um, We won't be able to, from the inside of the pub, we won't have Uh, full capacity and for restaurants, they won't be open until the 17th of May. Um, So there will be pressure on the government to open it sooner. However, I do think the sensible thing to do will be to keep it cool, uh, go at a steady pace. There's no rush. If this is truly the last lockdown, then I'm sure many people will be patient to uh, lift it as slowly as we can to make sure this is truly the last one.
2: Definitely. I was just wondering if people, what people's opinions are about club nights and festivals reopening because I've actually been reading some really interesting stuff at the moment that there's been sort of a rise in anxiety and social anxiety because people aren't as used to being around crowds. And I had a couple of days last summer where, you know, when it was all like that golden time, when things are quite lifted in the summer, when I went into London days like that, and it's actually just mad being returning to what life was like before. So yeah I'm excited for the next club night but I can imagine it to be quite overwhelming being in fab again but hopefully it happens.
0: I also think with that like there's the it's going to be tricky once everything reopens and people still wanting to maintain those boundaries because like you said it's very overwhelming thinking about being in a club like so many people packed into one place it's sweaty it's like oh nasty but I also can't wait so I think there's there might be a sort of not a taboo but like if people are still you know a bit anxious about going into a room with crowded people or want to keep wearing a mask when they stop telling people to wear them I do hope that that is treated with kindness you know and like people's boundaries are respected and stuff like that Um, because yeah I can imagine that you know even people people without with and without underlying health conditions you know will find it very stressful going into like a group of so many people because i don't know about you guys but like this virus has made me so aware of like germs like more than i've ever been today i walked past someone in the library they were like socially distanced from me and i smelt their perfume i was like oh my god that means you know the air that they were just walking through has just hit me and i've just breathed it in i usually it's just you know you'd think oh that's nice perfume whatever but i suddenly thought even through my mask i was wearing a mask in the library I was like, oh my God, like I've just breathed in this person's terms. So yeah, I think it will be really interesting, like to see how like human social interaction takes place um, post 21st of June. But yeah, what are you guys thinking? Um, uh,
2: so,
3: yeah, no, I agree. I like Alex. I'm wheezy, so asthmatic. And I know that um I should be having my vaccine too, hopefully. Um, and I know that even last term when everything was still very socially distanced, there were times where I was just like, no, I can't go into the mason lounge and work because I work myself in, in up in such a state because I was getting so stressed about what that would mean for me if I caught any kind of germ. And so I know that the idea of things opening up again, I'm so ready and so excited for it, but I know that I'm gonna feel so anxious those like at least like the first couple of instances where I don't have to stand two meters away from my friends know it's really going to freak me out I think but my friends and I were talking about how the clubs are meant to open like nine days before Celio Oak um tendencies go run out and run, run out on the 13th of June and so we were laughing at how mad it will all be everybody running to Prism and Circo just to get those last nine days in before they graduate. And I found that quite scary. And I just thought I might just stick to the pubs.
1: Yeah. And to kind of look at maybe a slightly more psychological and mental health side of it, although we are kind of talking about that already. Um, and I'll just get, draw a little parallel to sport because, you know, it's me and sports editor. So I try and do that as much as I can. But you hear a lot whether it's kind of olympic champions or just any professional sportsman when they kind of reach their goal let's say they win the olympic gold kind of after they win they kind of expect this big wave of emotion and ecstasy which never comes and they're kind of just like oh is that it like i've reached the top of the mountain kind of it's only down from here and they kind of go even though they've just achieved their life goal they kind of going to decline after that mentally because it's not everything they thought it would be and I say that to kind of relate it to we've all got this date of the 21st of June in our heads now and even though a lot of people rightly have some kind of trepidation about what the first club night back is going to be we're all really looking forward to it and I think to varying extents we all have this idea that once restrictions finally get lifted that it's going to be amazing and we're going to feel brilliant and it's going to be the best we felt since the pandemic started and I just think it's conscious to or we need to be conscious that it is going to be great but it's not like everything's going to be perfect after that both in the sense of the pandemic and the problems that are not related to the pandemic which will still be there after the 21st of June and Or whenever restrictions are lifted, so yeah, I think that's just something really important to think about when we do go back to normal. Just to keep in mind with yourself and other people that people are still going to have problems, and it's it's not not all your expectations might be fulfilled for this kind of brilliant return, even though it is going to be fantastic. I don't want to be too pessimistic, of course.
2: Oh, yeah, I don't think that's pessimistic or probably just more realistic. I mean, I know some people go, I miss clubbing so much. And they used to cry for the entirety of the club night. Or they go, oh, I really miss campus. And they used to miss all their lectures. So I think it's just about, like, not looking back at the past of rose tinted Spectacles. I mean, I'm even looking back at first lockdown rose tinted Spectacles. Like, I miss Banana Bread and Tiger King because it was just the simpler time. And I think we all know that the country's going to have a lot to sort out so many people lost their jobs or were on furlough and you know it's not we're not going into the the glory days of Britain Um, so I think it's good to just remember that although it will be fun that it's the 21st of June even if it isn't that day isn't like the be all or an end all definitely also like the people who stuck around during the pandemic are probably the friends that matter the most <laughs> so even if you miss some of those strangers you used to bump into on club nights it don't matter too much
0: <laughs> no definitely um i think we should end this on a pretty optimistic note what is the one thing if you had to pinpoint it to one thing post 21st of June, you got everything open to you what would be the one thing you're going to do i think mine this is really annoying but mine is honestly quite sport focused um and it's being at Twickenham when England scores a try in rugby like that I've just like I went in summer 2019 and I, I just that was my first time at Twickenham and it was just like I've never felt feeling like it um obviously I will be clubbing from the 21st till the 30th of June every single night but I think um yeah watching England score a try at Twickenham is up there. Kit what about you?
1: Yeah, I can definitely relate to loving being at Twickenham and seeing, a, seeing England score a try. But the way England are playing at the moment, maybe maybe staying away from Twickenham for just a little while <laughs> might not be the worst thing. But oh yeah, I'll stay on brand. I'll stay something sporty. Um, I played so much basketball in first and second year of university. And without wanting to sound kind of too deep about it, all it was kind of my happy place It was my space to kind of just just play sport for an hour with with my friends and just really enjoy myself and not think about anything and basketball indoor sport not really built for a pandemic so that hasn't really happened for the last 12 months so just hopefully it'll be before the 21st of June although who knows but just to just be able to play basketball again with my friends just get some good exercise again just have fun is is going to be brilliant
3: um my one's probably a bit cheesy but I'm really looking forward to just like sitting at a restaurant or a pub with my friends and just nobody mention coronavirus and not see a face mask I just want to be able to sit and eat an Nando's or a Wagamama and not see any hand sanitizer no face mask and nobody nobody say coronavirus I'm so ready for that so ready for that
2: Amy, I love the fact that Nando's a Mama is like, yeah, that's what I need right now. I mean, I can't argue with that. Alex, what about you?
4: It's a tough one. Mine's a combination of both of the, the previous ones. Um, I, I'm I'm a West Brom fan, so I'm eager to stay away from the Hawthorns as long as I can. It, it's a dire situation there at the moment, so I'm not really missing much by not being there. Um, and also, I am, I am missing... Uh, going to Nando's and Wagamama's um, I used to probably go there every weekend um, so I'm I'm eager to get back there um, but probably the thing I'm looking forward to most is obviously I, I, I live in a pub I work in a pub so I'm looking forward to going downstairs working and not having any jokes about coronavirus put towards me on my shift um the 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 infamous one that probably stuck out that everyone has heard at least a hundred times I must have heard it a hundred times is i'll have a corona but hold the virus um so that that one was put towards me too many times and the ironic thing is we didn't even serve it um but they still said it anyway um so i'm I'm looking forward to going back to somewhat normal life where it's covid free um like twenty twenty was the the word brexit free um which uh after the 2019, it was the most used word. And I think 2020, it was COVID. So I'm looking forward to having a stress fee 2021, 22, hopefully.
2: I'm skeptical to say a holiday abroad or a festival as I don't know if either of those things will be happening for me this summer. But one thing which I do know which I can do this summer is just go to London on like a really sunny day and just be surrounded by random people. And to do that with like a lot less stress than I have before that's just going to be absolutely lush and that was such a southerner thing to say apologise to any northerners but what can I say but yeah thank you for joining us everybody and um, I'm glad that this podcast was a lot more optimistic than our what doing do lockdown ones earlier this year and it's a shame that we haven't got to have a rever print this year but really grateful to um all of you guys for being such cracking editors as well and hopefully i can see you um after the 21st of june so so thank you all for joining